0: Hello. This is Reeducating Dad, the cross-generational talk show. I'm the dad who is undergoing a re-education <laughs> by my co-host and daughter Tony Co-Brooker, and by my grandson Ben Short. I guess you could uh, call us a cross-generational trinity, with Ben <laughs> representing young adults, Tony representing the thirty-something generation. Are leaving yours truly to represent the generation that populates what might be called God's waiting room. I think, think that's a fair summary.
1: <laughs> I think you're that old, Dad.
0: You <laughs> think that's a fair summary, Ben? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
2: say. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't use those specific words.
0: I always like to give you a challenging question because you're so. Because you're always so. Diplomatic. (laughs) I want to try and test that diplomacy. Okay, so uh, how are you both?
1: Okay, thank you.
0: What's going on with you, Ben?
2: Um, Busy times. Uh, Exams coming up, um, as well as preparing for for uni. Um, Yeah,
0: big important time.
2: Yeah, so... The good thing is that after June, everything will be done and I'll have a nice relaxing, well, hope, touch touchwood summer.
0: Yeah, um, we're all hoping for that. Yeah. A summer when we're let, let out. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear listener, welcome to episode 14. Last episode, uh, we discussed the controversy around the police handling of the Clapham Common Vigil for uh, Sarah Ever- Everard, tra- tragically killed. Uh, judging by the feedback we got from listeners i think that you two had the upper hand (laughs) (laughs) i don't think mine was the popular view there Uh, so this episode um, we want to take a look at the future of work how we will be working going forward and i particularly want to find out what you two think about that Uh, We started this podcast, Little Tone, you may remember, a year ago. Mm. A year ago. And that was when we went after we'd gone into lockdown on March the 23rd. And uh, I think life for us two changed quite dramatically, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I was quite happy in that first month. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought that it was just going to be a short break, <laughs> like a I short really holiday. <laughs> yeah. And I work in such a fast paced industry that I was quite excited for being able to just be at home because I, I live uh, uh, an hour and a half commute away from um, my work. So I'm in the car on the train about three hours a day. So being at home and being able to relax into the house that Tom and I bought uh, two years ago which I hadn't really felt like I'd done yet uh, and get to know the local area, get to cook um, more and just be around our pets more often around each other more often was really, really lovely. Um, but then it just seemed to go on and on and on <laughs> and never end. Um And then, you know, work became really busy again quite quickly and it was just um, not being able to have much separation between work and personal life. So yeah, it's been a whole whirlwind of emotions over the last year.
0: But it must um, have been it must have been quite a benefit not having to do that commute because I know that commute was getting you down quite a bit. I it
1: wasn't. Yeah, it's not sustainable at all, to be honest. For, well, not for me anyway. Um, but uh, I think there are pros and cons. Um, I think a huge pro is not having to do the commute and getting to spend more time with my husband and my animals and be in the house. But uh, I, I do really miss that social interaction with the people that I would work with. Um, I have such good friends in Brighton that going there and being able to see, you know, one of my best friends for coffee on my lunch break and being able, Brighton's such a lovely place to be when it's sunny. And um, I love the venue that I work in a lot. So I really miss that contact with my bosses and with, with the people that I work with. Um, and I feel like the business benefits from that, from physically being there. Um, but I do feel like not having to do the commute has definitely benefited my personal life. So yeah, it's it's tricky to know what will happen in the future because I'm not sure how safe I'm going to be, uh, how safe I'm going to feel going back to work. Um, and, you know, obviously I'll miss, I miss everything that I've gained from being here, but it's hard to know whether I'm going to be expected to go back seven days, sorry, five days a week or whether there's going to be some sort of flexible working.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is about your... I, the, the, there's been a lot... I'll come to you in a minute, Ben, but I'm just talking to Tony at the moment for, because we we both had a lot of experience of having worked. No worries. Know, and, and you haven't...
1: And you're a baby. I,
0: uh, your perspective, I suspect, will <laughs> be... But will be quite different for that reason. Mm. But we'll. But uh, there's been a lot of research um, because there there seems to be a big shift since this whole um, COVID lockdown situation. There's been a big shift with companies finding that actually they can do pretty well with their staff working from home, and employees by thinking, "Wow, this is actually not bad." But of course, it does sort of divide uh, the work workers, if you like, into two groups those that are tethered to their workspace and those that can work from home quite comfortably um, and it's sort of when you think about it, it's quite obvious what um, it's mostly quite obvious uh, you know what those uh, what those professions are or jobs are where you have to go somewhere um you know i mean if you're a policeman you can hardly arrest people from your kitchen <laughs> give it um, 50 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not true, yeah. send out a robot won't we <laughs> uh but um uh, you know I'd, i i think that um that there's almost it almost creates two different classes but you know, i i started effectively i suppose working from home a long time before this covid thing not not really strictly from home because i i used to commute as you know little tone from from surrey every day and that was a big commute up to kensington right in the center of london and i drove there and back it was
1: actually it was actually less of a commute than i do though
0: well it's only an it's hour through terrible traffic though i mean uh, i mean That's true just the worst and the worst pollution and all the rest of it i, I must have been mad really but then I, but I, I never. I didn't change my job and I didn't change my workplace. I just created a home within my workplace. So uh, it was an office first, but then it became part office, part home. So the, I mean, the sheer bliss of being able to walk down a couple of flights of stairs to my work was just indescribable. Really, I mean, it, it changed my life totally and utterly not having to do that uh going that it wasn't it wasn't and...
1: bliss for us though you know you not being able to come home like as a as a kid no, no, you would no, you, you would leave super early in the morning and you'd come home super late at night so again i think if you've got a family and you've got a job to travel to that's it it's really tricky uh, if you're tethered to your job because um you know you're missing time with the family that's such a yes. lovely thing I mean, about being able to work from home, but we didn't live in the same home. Did well, we
0: right. I mean, that, it's a totally different uh, situation. I'm not sort of bringing into the aspect of it of the fact that I went through a, a separation and divorce and therefore moved a, moved out of the house. Effectively, I'm no, just, but
1: you're not you're not original. That's why I'm saying it because you're not yeah. it, you're not a unique. You weren't in a unique situation. Lots of families, lots of parents separated and lived separately, Sure. and then you know. And so, so there's a lot of sort of like factors at play really there when I I think it comes to working from home or working in an office or having to come back for your family or being able to create, Do you know what I mean? Like it is, there's, there's, there's a lot um, to consider. I mean, for me, one of the really positive things is that I have such a good work setup at home. I have a proper desk. I have a proper chair. I think that's huge. I,
0: I had and that. I don't have that
1: at work. Yeah. yeah I, had I don't have that my, at my work.
0: Yeah, I had that from the very beginning because I had a proper office and I just had to walk upstairs to a you know, a completely separate home. That's the ideal. Where I'm working now out in the sticks, look I you know I have a office that overlooks a beautiful hill, um, but it's not part of the house. You know, it's over the garage. I have to actually literally go out the front door and up a staircase to a separate entrance to come into it and i think that that separation is immensely important i really mm. do so let's move to ben for a moment so ben uh is this something that is in your discourse with your pair pe- with your um with your peers uh that like you know work is probably going to look a bit different i mean i think you've been talking about possibly being a, becoming a lawyer um mm. that seems to me one of the Absolutely perfect jobs that you can do from home, and I, I and I've used lawyers going back throughout my career, you know, many, many, many times, and I've often thought as I walk into their plush London offices with their marble desks and you know gorgeous mahogany panels and huge boardrooms, I'm paying for this, <laughs> <laughs> and it's certainly you know the, reflected in the hourly rates, so. Um, you know there is a benefit also for obviously for the customers as well for you know for the clients i should say for, for from from in a law firm scenario and there are lots of similar scenarios but is that is this something that you've thought about and talked about and considered
2: um i think yeah i th- i think with the um uh, introduction of of the of lockdown and us working at home being a um being a reality i think it's maybe made me, maybe me think a lot more about it than perhaps I would have would have if not. Um, I I mixed I mixed on it I think because um, while I enjoy working in my own environment and and sort of doing my own things like listening to music, being in my own clothes, something w- that I could not do at school and probably and would not be able to do at work. I really I think I rely a lot on the structure of, say for example, going into college which would be the same as going into an office at, at, um, when I'm working. Um, so I, ju- I, just think it, I just think it's about... it would be about balance for me. I think I would um, I either need to get a lot better at timekeeping or I need to have... Uh, I think I would need to have some place to go to work outside of my house because otherwise I'd, I don't think I'd get any work done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose it's a matter of, it's, it's a matter of making your own discipline, but I mean, you have to mm-hmm. do that sort of in so many areas of your life, don't you? I mean, you know, you, nobody forces you necessarily to brush your teeth in the morning or mm. <laughs> the things that, you know, you absolutely need to do for your own benefit. Um, a lot of people have said that, though, you know, that they find that if they're working in a home environment, they find themselves watching daytime TV or movies or, you know, they can't sort of bring themselves to focus on their work. I've never had that problem. In fact, for me, it's the other way round. really. I, I probably would find myself working too much. And I was talking to, you know, our, our key, uh, key employee um, who's been with us for over 30 years, 40 years nearly. Uh, Anne and she and I was saying, how did you feel about it when we shifted to this uh, remote working? And she was actually a little bit resistant to it at the beginning, and and um, but it's been it's been wonderful for her. She does miss the social aspects of it, but she did mm. say that there is this, there is from her point of view a bit like me really. From her point of view, she said. I have to resist the temptation to keep working because you know I, there, there's my laptop mm. there all the time, and I you know I think well I might as well look at it and you know and then all there's the five emails you know so <laughs> better deal with those. Oh, yeah, we,
1: I have that problem too, and I think that from a, an employer's situation, that's like a, a benefit for them, but it's not actually healthy at all. I mean my no. my working setup is literally right next to our bed because not a lot of people have the space to create an office for themselves in their home. Right. Um, you're very fortunate if you can do that. I mean, mine is slightly like a separate room, but it's all open plan and the, the sort of temptation to just walk from bed in my pajamas and quickly check my emails. And then I just get glued to my laptop and it gets to one 30 and I haven't washed or cleaned my teeth or had any breakfast. Yeah. And, and it's just, it it's just it. There's no boundary between where work you're working and when your personal life is. And yeah, I I think that it's not particularly healthy. I think you have to be quite a disciplined person to be able to um, to separate the two. Mm.
0: Um, well, speaking yeah of, yeah, was, go on Ben. Yeah, you go.
2: No, I, I was going to say regarding the separation of the work from from like your bed and and everything. I actually, in a couple months ago, um, being a a an 18 year old kid who's living with my mom don't have a lot of options regarding like workspace. So I've just re I've rearranged my room and sort of created a wall using uh, uh, furniture and um, like chests of drawers and everything to create sort of a wall between my bed and my desk where Mm -hmm. my computer is just to try and simulate that like the bit of being a different area. Cause I think that's
1: a great uh, idea. Well,
0: I think it's, I I think it's, I think it's really important. I, uh, I think you need to be able to, you know, get away from work. Mm -hmm. um otherwise it is as as little tone says it's very unhealthy you just constantly work um but uh, the
1: realistic side of it is that you get a couple in their 20s or 30s who are living in a two-bed apartment if they're lucky so i say two bed like a one-bed apartment with a living room and you know your living room is you've got to find an office space in your living room and that's also where you're supposed to relax and that's not like i'm not talking about you know you know, middle-class people and working-class people. I'm talking that is just property so expensive that that is just, you know, how people live. Especially when, you know, in, in Brighton, like the, the, you know, Brighton's like London, it's really expensive. So a, a lot of people don't have access to be able to have that set up at home. But it, what, it, what I was saying is so strange for me is that my work set up is actually worse at work. Like I hmm. work up to a... Um, a merch table you know where you sell t-shirts and stuff like that it's just like a trestle table and and you know i don't have the i don't have a mouse or a keyboard or like a you know a a laptop stand or anything like that so i'll literally work for eight hours a day sat in a really bad position um and i recently just got diagnosed with carpal tunnel syndrome so for anyone that is working at home it is so important that you make sure that your computer setup's really good i know that sounds like (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I think mm-hmm. a really
1: ob- obvious I, thing to say, but it's really I important. It's,
0: I think it's a really important aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, def- definitely. The other thing you mentioned, young couples, you know, living in not, uh, you know, don't having a huge amount of space to be able to create a workspace in the home, and there of course uh, are the young young people who are just starting work, you know, having left university, they've got their degree, graduates, um, and they generally have to share a home, right? They they so yeah. might have four or five of them. Say in a flat in London, which is often mm. the case, and and they're all trying to you know they're trying to find a space. Uh, they're maybe all using the living room, you know. Mm. A number of them are using the living room. Some are in their bedrooms, and they're and they're and they're also sharing the broadband, stuff, you know, the broadband mm. real estate, uh, which is crucial. Um, and they're trying to have conference calls all together. Uh, yeah. know, and that's and really, really, really difficult. But the other side of it is that you save, a t- you know, potentially you can save a lot of money on commuting because.
1: And help you, the environment, I guess.
0: Well, that's, of course, you know, collateral uh, benefits uh, that we can obviously talk more about. But I think that if you're not spending thousands, and some people spend thousands and thousands and thousands a year on commuting, I mean, quite a lot of people do. Um, yeah, I think
1: I spend about two hundred and fifty, no, two hundred and eighty pounds. I think uh, a month.
0: Right. So, so if you if you translate that into what you can borrow on a mortgage, you know that's a substantial sum of money to put towards a, a better a, a home. Not that you need one, because you've got a lovely home and with plenty of space. Uh, but uh, you know, for those who are who are in those in those cramped circumstances, if they're saving. Hundreds of pounds a month. They put that to, in, into a mortgage. They can get a much better home. They can also move to a cheaper area because they're no longer required to be. You know, they no longer need to be in a place that is very close to their office um, or workspace. So I think there are a lot of a lot of aspects there.
2: I, I think I think businesses in the future have to just. Not be rigid. They need to be really flexible because, obviously, as we've just spoken, it's a case by case situation. So I think the important thing is to be able to allow workers to work from home, but also have somewhere where they can go to work. I think yep. is the imp- so they can some days come in or some others not depending on what their needs are. And, and so I think closing op- all offices won't work, and I believe that making everyone go back into um, go back into work won't. Uh, won't be good either.
0: No, uh, there is a lot of talk about uh, the hybrid model, which is somewhere between the two. Uh, but obviously, if you're keeping if you're keeping offices just for the sake of people coming in, you know, occasionally or from time to time, that's an expense. You know, one of the beauties of working in a remote on a remote model is that you get rid of those costs. Like I was talking about in connection with the law firm scenario. Um, you know, once you get rid of those really expensive office costs, obviously that's a big saving for the for the business. But it also means that they can be more competitive in their pricing, which is which is can create a big saving for the client or customer. Um, so, but you know, may, maybe a hybrid would involve not having a corporate office. Um, in the same way but having satellites say where people can come together and you know have their brainstorming sessions or meetings or client meetings or whatever it is you know Mm. because there are these offices like regis that company that, that that has office space all over the place that you can literally if you want to you can rent it by the hour can't you yeah. Um, they can be at places like airports, they can be in, in central locations, they can be in motorway service stations, you know. So, and you can have like a membership card. And so, and a lot of really substantial businesses use that model. Maybe in addition to a corporate office, but maybe they'll find that they will move, you know, they will lean much further towards that kind of a model.
1: I think but now that we've got this threat of covid I think the idea of hot seating in a space with people that you don't know is is going to be feel like more of a risk and I think going into a corporate office generally is going to feel like a bit of a risk so I don't know
0: well I, I like I'm sort of finding talking, a new normal. I'm talking I'm talking I'm hoping that we're looking forward to a situation where that is no longer you know, as prevalent in people's minds. Um, although maybe they, maybe we will have to continue with the, uh, the cleansing, you know, the, you know, like when my car goes in for a service now, like when it, like, it's like, it's been, you know, fumigated, you know, there's, there's plastic wrappers around the steering wheel that have to be carefully removed before I get into it by the, by the personnel there and everything's mm-hmm. sprayed. And, you know, maybe that, maybe that has got to continue, you know, to, um, although I, I imagine that that would fade away. And once all the vaccine, the vaccine program was uh, fulfilled. Um, you that, could uh,
1: just wash your own car.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about washing it. I'm talking about when it goes in. No, for, I
1: know, I know. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> uh, I did valet my car the other day. I'm obviously not, uh, not on the same kind of membership as you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen in our lifetime. I think that we're going to be living with this thing, uh, you know, uh, as as a similar risk to getting flu every year. Well, that's what they're already saying. Yeah, but with so with, I think the,
0: with with the risk of getting flu every year, we haven't gone to these extremes, have we? I mean, it's it's something that we've we we've accepted. We, or, okay, you might take the precaution of not going near someone who you know has got flu, but you know, you wouldn't. You would not go to the cinema or theatre, would you, in those days? You'd, you, you, you'd, you'd go and you might get flu. I think, flu. This,
1: has made me feel, I think this, this has made me feel quite differently because I was constantly getting stomach bugs and I've had you know, had flu and stuff like that. And I think that that was largely down to working in a public space um, because obviously the risk is much lower in an office that you own like you did, Dad, um, previously to, to where you guys live now it was your office and you had a cleaner come in and you knew that it was safe. Whereas if you work in a public space, like a cafe, for instance, or, you know, restaurant or whatever, um, you're constantly at risk of, of, you know, bugs. And commuting
0: commuting is bad for that. I mean, you know, you're on a a tube and you're leaning against people who are splattering all over the place. And actually, I... Although,
1: can I just say, interestingly, just quickly, interestingly, they found no evidence of covid on the underground they yeah. think that's wild i do yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that, sorry that, carry that is, on dad that is well i mean I, I i remember i often used to get ill after plane journeys often mm, yeah because
1: of the circulated air. and i'm
0: not somebody that generally gets ill you know i mean touch wood um uh, but uh you know I, yeah but uh so some of the uh I mean, in many ways, it's the loss of the social aspect, isn't it? That really is quite, you know. Obviously, with your family, I mean, not being able to hug you guys and uh, is is an awful thing. Um, just to see you through a screen, you know. But we, but we maybe we see each other more. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, particularly with um, with friends that we have around the world we could have done this, but this situation with the pandemic has sort of meant that we tend to set up video calls often now, even though we could have always done that. I I don't get it, but I actually see people or see people, you know, talk to people um, much more regularly now than I ever used to and actually have reached out, reached out to people or they've reached out to me that we, because I suppose they've got more time and they're thinking, mm. oh, who haven't I spoken to for a long time? And so there's, a lot, there's actually a lot of communication going on, I'm finding in life.
1: See, I'm getting like proper screen fatigue. Like I actually spend all day working on the computer that I don't want to be anywhere near a laptop or a phone by the end of the day. And um, Tom and I have really active social lives as well. So, And, and even more so for me because I commute to work. You know, so Tom, Tom does loads of touring and stuff like that, but he's also just a bit of a social butterfly. But I get to, to see my friends more often because our friends are more based in Brighton. We moved away from uh, our friends when we moved to Hastings. So I get to see them every day. And I certainly see at least sort of five or six people every day, you know, pre-COVID. Um, so it's been it's been quite isolating really. And I think that it's quite a lot of um, pressure on a, on a relationship or friendships, whoever you live with. I think it's quite a lot of pressure to have been stuck in a house with that one person for most of the year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, As lovely as Tom is, (laughs) he is lovely. (laughs) You know, I know that he, he would normally be doing, you know, photographing shows and going on tour and stuff like that. So that's been really difficult for him. But I just really miss my female friends as well.
0: Yeah, of <laughs> course you Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. So, Ben, do
1: you... And it's stuff like... Sorry.
0: Go on, no, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, it's stuff like gr- grabbing a coffee with your best mate. Yes, absolutely. It's not like going out clubbing or anything like that.
0: No, no, absolutely. Those little things like going down to the pub, you know, having a pint outside or inside. I mean, it's... it's uh... <laughs> It's a big part of life, you know, especially living out here. Really, really looking forward to being able to go into a pub. I like an alcoholic. Um, ben, uh, so just to be clear, so how do you see yourself working in the future? How do you and you, you and your peers?
2: Um, I see myself, I think I'll, I'll much prefer, once I've sorted out how not to procrastinate, I think I'll much prefer working from home, me personally. Really? Um I think so because I, I think that m- m- most of my um, socializing doesn't come from. I know college is different from work, but I'm using because uh, I haven't worked. I'm using the I'm translating. I most of my so- uh, socializing comes from outside of uh, school uh, um, with people that I've met through sports, um, like music, other other activities I do. So I don't think I'll miss the socializing aspect as much. And I will much prefer being in my own environment and feeling comfortable where I work as long as I work out how to time manage.
0: So do you think this is um, a Ben thing or is it something that is typical of your age group?
2: Um, It really just depends on who you ask. There are people in my my year that really like the structure and like coming in to to college. And there are some people that really just prefer being at home and doing their own thing. So I, I think... Is not really an age thing. I think it's just a person personality difference.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because when we were when we were thinking, um, but well before the COVID thing, when we were thinking of going to a remote model of working in our company, um we and we asked um, our our people uh, what they thought about it. The young ones actually. It, were so keen <laughs> and uh, and uh, that was so the opposite of what Christine thought would happen because she thought that they would, uh, she thought the older ones would be m- much more resistant, but it turned out, um, sorry, the older ones would be keener and the younger ones would be resistant because of the social aspect. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Uh, and it was the other way around. Young people can wait. <laughs> so, and I noticed I, I came across this, um, Article in Forbes, you know, the American business magazine. Yeah. Um, about uh, it, it, and the title of it is "Remote Work Becomes Permanent," and it talks about the percentage of workers permanently working from home is expected to double in this year. Expected to double, according to a um, an influential um, piece of research. Um, so it and it goes on to say that it, it 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 has just gone off the scale they expected there to be more of a, a shift towards it but it's completely gone off off the scale with big companies um uh, you know embracing the concept like mark zuckerberg told you know he the head of facebook uh, the, um told employees uh, that many would work remotely indefinitely and and plans to keep and he plans to keep staff working remotely going forward um so that's like you know amazing um and it goes on many you know talking about other companies uh, that uh, that think the same way because obviously from a business perspective as we've discussed there it's are large cheaper. There are, it's cheaper because effectively you're moving the corporate you're mo- you're moving the premises costs onto the employee aren't you away from the business that's in many respects that's what's happening And uh, what Little Tone mentioned earlier, and I'm sure you you have this very much in mind too, Ben, um, is the environmental impact. I mean, when when we went into lockdown, do you remember? I mean, you know, the skies became clearer, bluer. (laughs) Um, The air became fresher, even in places like London. I mean, quite incredible. What a difference. Unfortunately, it's sort of... That's eroded away as traffic has has increased. Uh, But if there is, and I'm convinced there is, a climate emergency and we feel that we have about sort of between seven and ten years to avoid a catastrophic increase in in temperatures, uh, there has to be very big behavioral changes. And, And this is an easy one, really. I think this is, you know, obviously we've discussed there are There are types of work where it's not possible. Uh, But there are a lot of um, professions and jobs where it is very possible and it's actually better in many respects. Um, So... uh, I hate to mention veganism Ben because I know how much you hate that but what I don't, what, I don't
2: hate veganism
0: <laughs> No, okay <laughs> you hate talking about it. but i sure he <laughs> gets the
1: spiel at home <laughs> <But> the,
0: <laughs> yeah I know yeah. the big the big you know <laughs> that I think is quite a simple change for our species to make and yet would have enormous benefits uh, in environmental terms quite apart from the from the moral aspect so that and, and this remote working, those two things, I think, can make a fantastic contribution to what we need to do environmentally. So we're coming to the yeah, end. Ben. You, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Um, what, last word from you, Little Tone, first on this. And maybe, um, maybe you could comment, because I know it's something that you, it's important to you. Uh, maybe you could comment on also what you think about whether this creates a sort of whether this widens the inequality gap.
1: Hmm. That's a really interesting one. Um, I'm not sure. I think what is really important, I think that going forward, um, employees are going to have to be more flexible. Um, and I think that uh, after what we've been through, there's going to have to be a real emphasis on mental health um, that I think employers should be responsible for. Um, responsible for you know what I mean responsible for asking their employees how their mental health is Um, but in terms of of equality I think it's possible that we could be taking a step backwards because obviously visibility um, is important for diversity and if you if it's not if it's not visible in the workplace then it's very hard to kind of call out so um, I really don't know this is um, a new situation, and I think that will only time will tell.
0: Okay, and Ben, from you, and if you could also touch on that inequality thing.
2: Um, I I agree with everything just said. <laughs> Basically, I think that um, I I think the way forward will be flexibility rather than rather than being rigid, either going 100% one way, 100% the other, um, and. Um, yeah, mental health is going to be super important. I think uh, people are going to have to learn how to time manage. Some people are really good at it, but I think some people are going to have to really focus on their time management. Um, and regarding the um, the inequality, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. I don't know how you're going to deal with it because some people will be able to work a lot more uh, efficiently and effectively because of where they live and because of what um um the environment around them um how that's dealt with i really don't know
0: yeah it's tough as in so many aspects of you know any discussions around inequality i mean everybody wants to have a more well i think most people want to have a more equal society equal opportunities for people but uh, actually delivering that is is you know uh, is a, is a very very difficult thing to achieve i think uh but on the whole uh, i think that there are some very positive developments i mean the, the technology which we haven't really talked about is just amazing now it blows me away all the time what you can do on a computer f- you know your your smartphone whatever it is um uh, i it, it's just incredible um what what uh, we've been able to achieve as a species in that respect. Anyway, thank you both very much. Um, That was very interesting. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too, dear listener. And we want to know what you think about this. Um, Obviously, please do participate in the usual ways. We do have a public YouTube channel now, so you can see us recording these episodes, uh, as well as listening to us. And uh, we do really enjoy the feedback that we get. Uh, You don't Um, always agree with us actually you mostly disagree with me which I think is a bit unfair (laughs)
1: well it is a re-education after all (laughs) I've got
0: I've got broad shoulders so anyway we do uh, whether it's you know whatever way you think we want to hear your views Uh, it's very very important uh, um, to uh, be able to all express our views in a respectful and uh, tolerant way so thanks again and uh, we look forward to coming back (laughs) back talking to you Uh, next time with another great topic so it's bye from me
1: bye from me
2: bye from me
0: thanks everyone bye